Welcome homeowners, home buyers, landlords, and tenants alike. People who just want to be better at living in a home. You're listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's real estate magazine for your ears. Join Madison Radio's Adam Elliott, real estate broker and landlord Ben Anton, as they break down the modern-day barriers of home ownership. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and if you're not careful, you'll learn. Come on, baby, won't you hold me tighter than your fist curled up in a schoolyard fight? I'd be Thanks for waiting. That was the waiting song from Madison musician Seesaw that I just saw at Bree Stevens, 4th of July. Lucky you. Welcome to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's real estate magazine for your ears. On the Facebook, at in the 608. I'm Adam Elliott. And I'm Ben Anton. And we welcome you to Real Estate in the 608. It's a podcast where in each episode we bring in a guest to talk real estate-ish stuff. We talk about real estate or real estate adjacent topics. We will discuss the real estate headlines of the day. Yeah, we'll talk about the highest and lowest price sales in Dane County. We're going to enjoy the top of the hour tip and market update from our friends at Lauer Realty Group. One of the things we do is we surround ourselves with people much, 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 much smarter than us. Or... Today, much better photographers than we are. One of those smarter people that we have on each month, and certainly smarter than we are, is Phil Plord, president of Blimling and Associates, a division of Dairy.com. He'll be in with his look beyond the 608. And you hear some music in between Ben and I babbling back and forth to get your toe tapping. Those are local artists from right here in the 608. My name's Ben. I'm a broker associate with the Lauer Realty Group, as well as a landlord and habitual homeowner. <laughs> My name's Adam. I am a, well, homeowner. As we said, a teacher, UX architect, and former Madison radio personality. You're always a personality in my oh, eyes. Oh, thank you. Not just a past one. Well, in the studio this week, um, somebody with an eye for photography, right? The eye behind the behind many of the beautiful real estate listing photos you see uh, from Lauer Realty Group, as well as many other listing firms, Christine Marks, founder of Step Inside Media. All right, cool. Looking forward to it. What's been going on since last time, Ben? Oh, it has been a busy since last time. I am in the middle of a multi-day, multi-location garage asset redistribution. <laughs> Wait a minute. That sounds like somebody is coming to take your stuff. I have to take all the stuff out of that garage oh. <laughs> and put it into all the other garages. Oh, um, all right. I, several of our rentals have, have mul- even multiple car garages, but there are no cars in them. No. That's okay. not what garages are for. <laughs> they are in my book, but what, are you, what, what type of assets are we talking about? Six or seven different sets of, of sawhorses. <laughs> well, they are all in one place now. Oh, all right. So I can see them all there. For so some in one organization. Place. Yeah, and then I've got all the power tools in one place, and and all the hardware and uh, and nails oh. and screws and, and you know that right. kind of stuff in one garage. Power tools in another, and then we've got like lumber and materials and supplies. Then there's a plumbing section. It's kind of like an Ace Hardware, but spread out across the east side. <laughs> Have you talked to our past guest, uh, Nicole Gruder, to help you let go of some objects that you, you would, might be hanging on to? You would be surprised how much of them bring me joy. All right. If they all bring you joy, that's the important part. Yeah. So, And then also, uh, we have yet to hear from Mercury Stardust, uh-huh. uh, the trans handy ma'am. Yeah. So uh, our heart our- ripping to your introducing us to. Uh, I mentioned Seesaw. Seesaw front woman Meg and her husband closed on their first home. That's awesome. I, I thought maybe they might make a good guest to talk about that first time yeah, buyer experience. Right, right. Um, one of there was a last minute kind of an unpleasantness uh, regarding uh, like a lot line and tree dispute. 
And, and that's, that's been something I've, I thought would make a good episode since before, uh, before we went through this. I'm hoping it didn't leave a horrible taste in their mouth. You always got neighbors. listeners are, are sassy mm-hmm. residents, and I don't want to get... But anyway, it's a place where people air their grievances. Mm-hmm. And not by attitude. We're talking about a Facebook group of the Stark Atwood... The Shank, At- Shank, Shank Atwood. Atwood, Starkweather Yahara. Thank you. The, the neighborhood that, uh, that sponsors Atwood Fest, mm-hmm. which is coming up here in late July. There's a person on there. I'm not going to say a name. They sold their house last year and can't find a new one and are stuck in a rental. And there's a lot of woe is me. Oh. Woe is me, I yeah. sold my house. I would just like to say that I met with that person. And when they told me what their problem was or what their, what their real estate problem was, I said, don't sell your house. They presented me with a problem. There had been work, there had been work done to their house that made, it, made the house uninhabitable to them. They could not live in the house after that work had been done. Um, what's un, in, uninhabitable to them? Would it be uninhabitable to you and I? Is it just no. like a cosmetic thing? No, it was. It was or is it like it a significant? Un, it was uninhabitable to them alone. The, the work that had been done could have been redone properly and to their specifications sure. and needs for about the real estate commission, for about the 6%. I don't pass on a lot of businesses. It's not my thing. Oh, yeah. But I did. Sometimes the advice you get you should listen to it. Yeah. All right. It's just unfortunate that yeah. they they had the house. They had what so many people want, the right. house in the Shank Atwood neighborhood. And they yeah. and they gave it up. Mm. And now they don't have one. Yeah. When someone says, "No, don't hire me. This is a better solution for you. You should want that that compl- there was nothing in it for me." Sometimes people need to touch the hot stove and burn themselves in order to learn. That's unfortunately the the way it goes down sometimes. Well, there's a lot of hot stove touching on that list, sir. All right. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sorry. That sounds like that was a difficult thing just, to hear or just, just live got, through. Ben. It's like yeah. I want I want to comment right there. Yeah, but I can't. So here I, here you are, my closest friend, <laughs> telling me a little secret. <laughs> All right. Well, for me, I have actually a similar kind of complaint of, of what's been going on. And I've, <laughs> I'm just going to call it my lawnmower thought, because as I was mowing my lawn the last time, it takes like 45 minutes with a push mower to do all the lawn. I came to the realization, like, why am I doing this? Why do we mow our lawns? Is there an actual reason that one would upkeep their lawns so frequent and so current and keep them pristine and beautiful? I don't know if I have a good reason. I tried to to like think of all the reasons why I would want to keep my lawn mowed as frequently as I do. One, my neighbors mow a lot. They probably mow like twice a week sometimes. Two, I think my dad told me when I was like 14 that you're going to mow the lawn from here on in and it just stuck. And I think <laughs> I need to mow the lawn. Three, I believe maybe there's like some financial benefit. If I were to sell my house at some point that I'd want like a kind of clean looking lawn because maybe that would, you know, up the cost of my house. But I don't know if that's true. And all those things together made me think like, I don't need to mow my lawn actually, because it's not that I hate it. It's just, it's annoying. It's a 45 minute task. It burns gasoline. I think it makes me pay for maintenance on my lawn lawn more, all things that I don't want to do. And my question was going to be to you is like, is there a good reason to like keep a pristine upkeep to your home? Like financial 
financially. I understand, like, you want to keep your neighbors happy. And Do you know the historical roots of, of mowed lawns? Not really. All right. Well, yeah. here, uh, here is one of those things. Uh, when you were wealthy, yeah. you, could show, not, you, could, <laughs> you could show your wealth by the amount of lawn and or land that you did not devote to agriculture. Oh, all right. So the mowed and manicured lawn was a sign of wealth. All right. Well, I don't care about that. All right. <laughs> Is there another good reason that I should mow my lawn? Not really. <laughs> bias and like just like unconscious bias sure yeah manicured lawns and grounds look nicer and here's the thing there there are ways to have a more natural lawn and to have a lower a lower maintenance lawn but there is no such thing as a no maintenance lawn you can do it right and you can have pollinators and you can have uh, flowers and tall grasses and all those things that look nice, but you don't just get to stop mowing. Like, you know, like that's not the thing. Like, like, sorry, East side, West side lawns have you beat, right? Cause, right. Yeah. Cause they take better care. And by just stopping mowing your lawn, that is not, that is not how we save the environment and it is not yeah. how we, how we, how we go natural. So all right. Keep your keep your lawn looking nice, Adam. Just, keep it looking nice. Don't be the don't be the guy that trying to swim upstream there. Well, I'm not going to like go, you know, 180 degrees here and just like not do it. But I think I like your ideas of like maybe there's ways I could cut back the actual space I do need. Sure. Patches of wild grasses or flowers or something. A rain garden, I think, is one of those things Nat- you can do, too. Yeah. Rain native. garden. Native native flowers. Yeah, just turn it loose. Right. Yeah. It, it, it takes work. But, right. I, but I hear you. All it's right. called colonialism. Thank you for letting me vent. That's what's been going on for me since last time. <laughs> what's been going on from the headlines? Man? Going to the bar with the money from a jar. Walking there because I'll have a problem with the car. Gonna take a sip. Gonna take a little trip. Gonna purchase tea and whiskey. Gonna leave a big tip. From the headlines, <laughs> Matt Tucker. From the city of Madison zoning was in, in the news. A former guest of ours. As as a community fridge came under fire. Have you heard about the community fridge? I've heard ramblings of like somebody putting a fridge on a sidewalk so anybody could right. keep things. It was uh, think think of like a little library with perishables. Okay. Yeah. Um, so a little shout out to my former church, Christ Presbyterian. Uh, on Gorham for being willing to become the new home of said fridge. It was a, it was not a, an approved use. That is not some, a a food pantry. Can't be on a oh. residential. Oh yeah. You know, so it, it was it was outside the rules of zoning. So we so uh, so thank you to them for for allowing the city to maintain the rule of law. I mean, and, a, a fridge isn't supposed to be an outside appliance anyway, is it? I don't think it is. I don't think I don't it's know. supposed to be exposed to the it's environment. It's kind of like one of those, like a soda machine. Like, what do they do in the winter? All right, yeah. Right? They still do they keep them soda. warmer in the winter? <laughs> Maybe. Is there yeah, a I heater don't. in there that keeps my sun drop from freezing? <laughs> I'm going to invite everyone to do some Googling or head over to madison365.com. Great news source. A program called Own It, Building Black Wealth. Uh, we spoke with Megan Berg in June about racial disparities and home ownership. We touched a lot on how the real estate industry, maybe even society, can atone for some of its sins. Um, 
It was just a day after that episode went out that I learned about program, uh, this program, Own It, and reached out to Sarah Alvarado to learn a little bit more. Um, I hope to lend a hand even as, as the program becomes more popular. And it's for the most part like a grant system uh, that after, uh, after a certain amount of education and, and training in how to be a good homeowner, uh, they are then uh, given a $15,000 seed money to go out and, and start shopping for a house. Now, that's going to be mm-hmm. difficult. Because people with only fifteen thousand dollars, that's not a lot. Mm-hmm. Even even in the lowest down payment program, that's you know a three hundred thousand dollar house, which is less than the average mm-hmm. uh, in our city. All right, those are from the headlines. But also, how about the lows and the highs? Lowest forty two forty one Sheffield Street in Marlboro Park. It's a four bedroom, three bath. This is a big one. 1,800 square feet. Yeah, it's built bigger in than ni- my house. Built yeah. in 1952. So this is like a, this is like a newish, mm-hmm. big-ish home. $130,000. Okay, why? <laughs> no, why? No, in, <laughs> no interior pictures, and the home comes full of the personal belongings and in as-is condition. Like at a state sale? Not an estate sale. I think, I think someone may have died. Yeah. And they just said, come and get it. It didn't look horrible. Yeah. And they didn't they didn't hold offers. They just put it up. So and some, took the first one. So the so the so the lesson we always talk about like the high, the low, and what's the takeaway or what's the lesson? The lesson here, first in wins. Man, this is almost what happened right across the street from me. I had a neighbor who moved down to Atlanta. I saw them packing up and I said, Hey neighbor, you you heading out, you know, I'm gonna miss you. And they said, Yeah, but good place in Atlanta. I was like, Well, at least you you know, you got the market working for you right now. And they said, You know what? We just sold it to the first person who came in. <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh. I was like, You got a good deal, right? And they kind of shrugged their shoulders a little bit. What about the highs? For the highs, we're back on the water on the west side, uh, 1.8 million at 5536 Lake Mendota Drive. So this is west off University. Take a right into the Indian Hills neighborhood and, and then go east until your hat floats. Um, five bedrooms, <laughs> five baths, 5,000 square feet. You take a deep breath, though, before your hat floats. So list, <laughs> listed in November expires in March. What does that mean? Expires in March. so it, like it, it like it was no longer for sale. It expired, okay. just kind of like in. Um, but then all of a sudden closes in June. So that this is, here's your here's your interesting takeaway. Instead of just knowing that there's an expensive house that sold, when uh, you sign a listing contract with your broker, anybody who comes in to see it during that time mm-hmm. is what's called a protected buyer, and if one of those people buys the house within a year of the expiration date, that agent will still earn a commission. The year after the expiration date, you're saying, right? Yeah. Well, that's what's been going on from the headlines. Uh, Joining us in studio today, Christine Marks, a key photographer for you. Yes, from from Step Inside Media. uh, uh, Perhaps she took the home, the picture. I was thinking, you know, million, million eight home. Looked awful nice. Those are some pretty pictures. Maybe Christine took those. I'm guessing she's going to tell us, like, how you do those good pictures to really, like, jazz up your home and 
I'm no photographer, she but can't I can't tell us all. She the can't tricks, tell us though. the secrets. I'm going to see if she knows the rule of thirds in photography. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be like the extent of my information. <laughs> tell, tell me more about the rule of thirds. Uh, we're going to take a break for the top of the hour tips some local advice from some of our favorite Lauer Realty Group agents on how to improve your home or investment property ownership experience. But first, a little bit about the house that Rhonda bought. Um, the house that Rhonda bought has a floor and walls now. Oh, so that's okay. so we're, we're in the framing and uh, it's gonna it doesn't look like a house. The the roof trusses are yet to arrive, but we had a basement last month and then it sat quiet for a few weeks. Uh, at the minute the framers got there, amazing things started happening. Like they the wood comes in order. Like they, you know, the lumber yards. Oh, Stoughton, I got you. Stoughton, Delivered Stoughton in lumber, order. Yeah. Stoughton Lumber knows all the wood, right? But like, they don't just drop it all there and make people sort through it. Like, like the the trusses came, or the floor joists come one day, and then the plywood came hours after that, and everything is everything's just like super organized. Right. And like as it goes up, because there's not a lot of lawn there, so they have to put oh, it right. and stage yeah. it, and it's it's all happening at a, at a kind of breakneck speed. There'll probably be a roof on it. I mean, next month it'll probably. It'll probably have a lock on the door. Be done. Oh, see, that makes me nervous when they do that. Whenever I see that construction, there's not a roof on it. I'm like, they're putting up brand new, fresh stuff. What if it rains on it? I get, maybe that's not a concern. It's been pretty know. dry so far. Okay, But all right, we'll be back in a minute. Hi, this is Liz Lauer, founder of the Lauer Realty Group. I take pride in having highly educated realtors who are passionate about their clients' pursuits. That passion translates into buying the right home, condo, or investment property, or when selling those same properties for clients, creating a highly stylized marketing plan that yields the best results. The core of the success comes from continually educating ourselves, our clients, and staying focused on key topics and strategies that will help us advocate for them like no other firm. Real Estate in the 608 is a window into our world that gives our listener market updates, current lending trends, home maintenance tips, remodeling help, and so much more. When you need our services, give us a call. Till then, sit back and enjoy and learn. It's time for the top of the hour tip. On the phone with us is Agent Asher Messino. I am having my house painted this August, and humble I'm so brag. excited. Is that, what, I know, is that what the kids call humble brag? I'm very excited. Well, I mean, if you looked at my house now, you wouldn't feel like it's a brag because there's a lot of chipping paint. Something that I found extremely helpful was hiring a color consultant. I realized I'm going to be living with this paint color for years, maybe like 10 years. And it's a lot of money to get your house painted. And so I took my set of colors to this color consultant. Well, actually, she came over to my house and then really like spent like two hours going through all of these different colors and we talked about all of them and found ones that actually work so that I didn't mess it up. So what we're hearing is you're going to make a big investment in your home, invite someone over who knows what the hell they're talking about as it relates to color. All right. Well, thank you very much, Asher. That's top of the hour tip. Thanks, Ben. You're listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. His name is Ben. My name is Adam. Our in-studio guest is just arrived, Christine Marks from Step Inside Media. Christine, thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Uh, I noticed you did not bring your camera. 
I did not. Yes. I thought about it, but <laughs> I thought Ben and I were going to get some professional headshots out of this, maybe. But oh, I'm so we, sorry. We wouldn't want to break your lens either. Too is the thing. <laughs> you guys are great. We should just we should just like do some selfies and tag everybody on, on Instagram. Yes, I love it for the gram. Hailing from Mercer, Wisconsin, which is nothing south about it. It's like at the very tip top, so it's like no. almost in Minnesota, the, or the very top or of the, the UP, yeah. which, which is also the loon capital of the world. She worked in the restaurant industry while attending the UW-Madison. Starting in 2012, Christine managed apartments in Chicago, Illinois, and then later in Madison. In 2015, she founded Step Inside Media as a side hustle. Today, it is one of the leading real estate photography and marketing firms in Madison, offering both still photography, digital virtual tours, video and drone recording services. And for all of our listeners that ever flirted with the pretty waitress while you were on vacation... In Wisconsin's Northwoods, thinking that you were some big city hotshot and that you had a real shot of getting to know this small town beauty, you should have taken your shot uh, because Christine's husband did. <laughs> Indeed. That, that, could be, that could be like a whole separate interview. It's a whole story in itself. It's Absolutely. a whole story. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like, I remember being that, being that like cocky ass teenager <laughs> in Woodruff, <laughs> the cute waitress or the cute lady who worked at the at the whatever shop, and then you like went like you got her to go on a boat ride, and you're like, fuck yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good work, Derek. <laughs> as, as I wrote it. Was that was that even like a 1980s movie? Was there a movie where that that was the storyline? You're saying like big city guy comes into and no, I'm not just, trying to pigeonhole you, but like small town okay. girl and, and they go well, big he, time or something. He, I don't know. That does from, sound like he was yeah. from Monona. So <laughs> <laughs> that's not big time and enough. Big I think. city yeah. guy. Anyway, the, it was a movie. Uh, so. So we know all we know a lot. That's more, I think, than we've shared about most of our guests. There's <laughs> a real personal connection here. I'm an um, open book. But uh, but is she fun? Yeah, well, there's there's just really one way to find out. We play we play a game. It's called The Way It Used To Be. There used to be, there used to be, there used to be, there used to be. Used to be nothing but smiling faces far as the eye could see. Car in every driveway, swinging every tree. People can't stop talking about the way things used to be. The Way It Used To Be is a history game, a sometimes Madison environs trivia game. Mm-hmm. And it's how we know if Christine is fun. I'm very right. familiar with your game. <laughs> All right. All right. Questions three. Here we go. Name a Monona eatery named for the Monona Grove High School mascot whose website is powered by good food and drink. The Silver Eagle Bar and Grill. Oh, well done. I was trying to think of like, what's that bird's name? (laughs) What's the bird's name? I don't know what it is. (laughs) Well done. Doing my snooping and I was on, and I was on, I bet on Christine's website or Step Inside Media. And then I, then I, and I, and I knew her husband had worked at the, at the tavern. I'd I'd run into him there once. And then I went to both the website and they both had the exact like, how can I help you pop up thing? And I'm like, (laughs) I, I bet, I bet that there's. Mm-hmm. I bet you he did well, that. Good, good design is good design, right? <laughs> Regardless did. of where you right. find it. In his day job, Adam is a user experience architect. This is true. Yeah, so we'll have to get him on those websites. Very cool. Apps, please do. Right. <laughs> Could use some feedback. All right. Well, the bell has the bell has tolled once. That's one. One out of one. All right. In 2018, 
you'd been photographing real estate interiors professionally for three years, and you were yourself buying a home. You see, the Silver Legal in Monona is also the rally point of an annual motorcycle road rally called the Matasaurus. But it is the pictures from your home when it was for sale in 2018 that inspired this question. So name the motorcycle manufacturer headquartered in Milwaukee and established in 1903. We, we might have to Motor- revoke your Wisconsin Mo- credentials. Yeah. If you- Hardly Davidson? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yes. please be Hardly Davidson. <laughs> Do you not remember that, like, your bath, the bathroom in your house when you bought it was like a Harley Davidson <gasps> yes. bathroom? Oh, oh. Like by color, or do they have a motorcycle? No, like curtains and and matching (laughs) towels. Yeah, and painted. Yes, the Harley Davidson bathroom was the first thing to go. Okay, so that's that's our question. We got a little bit outside of of Madison, but Uh, Milwaukee history. That's that's fair game. While you may be more familiar with the Beaver Lodge in Mercer, Madison, Wisconsin, does not have a Beaver Lodge. We do, though, have an Elks Lodge located at 711 Jennifer Street. You will find the letters B-P-O-E on their signage, stationary website. What do the letters B-P-O-E stand for? If you just come up with a good acronym, we might give you this, too. (laughs) (laughs) B-P-O-E. I'm trying to come up with something. (laughs) Um, Was this too hard? Did I go too hard on that? Maybe. I don't know. This was too hard, Ben. But I've already gotten two that I didn't expect to get. So... (laughs) The Benevolent Protective <laughs> Order of Elks. Oh, there's two O's in there then. Yeah, I, there I was be. guessing like of Elks would be the no, O-E, but like... order. <laughs> in okay. no world would I have gotten yeah, the answer to that. Either. So you got <laughs> me, Ben. <laughs> because, because the Beaver Lodge in Mercer is not a fraternal organization, but a place. Precisely. A, a, is it like a, it's like a, a resort community? It, it is... Kind of. Um, it's a it's a bar restaurant on the water, log cabin style, and then they have like a little motel and cottages. And I actually lived in one of the cottages when I was working there. <laughs> so Aww. it's a it's a really cute little spot. I mean, most things north of 29 are pretty nice up there. It's, it's not <laughs> it's, it's not terrible, great. right? Yeah, we call it north of the tension line. North. Your heart just beats a little slower. Oh. Everything gets easy. North of the tension line. Yeah. The tension line. I yep. like that. Highway oh. 8 is that tension line. <laughs> is, is it's Highway 8? Yep. Oh, I just thought it was 29 was the one that, like, isn't that what runs to Green Bay? That's to, the Green Bay line. Yep. And the, but oh, there's a, the, there's a north of the north line. There is. The, the, the true <laughs> north woods is beyond 8, oh. despite popular belief. Oh, we're learning central here today. Wisconsin is northern. It is not. <laughs> we're going to take a break for the market update and uh, and be back for more with Christine. This is Liz Lauer, founder of the Lauer Realty Group. I take pride in having highly educated realtors who are passionate about their clients' pursuits. That passion translates into buying the right home, condo, or investment property, or when selling those same properties for clients, creating a highly stylized marketing plan that yields the best results. The core of the success comes from continually educating ourselves, our clients, and staying focused on key topics and strategies that will help us advocate for them like no other firm. 
Real Estate in the 608 is a window into our world that gives our listener market updates, current lending trends, home maintenance tips, remodeling help, and so much more. When you need our services, give us a call. Until then, sit back and enjoy and learn. A lot of buyers who wanted to be purchasing earlier this spring but were not financially able to be competitive, this right now is the market for those buyers. So I have a lot of people that I reached back out to when we got a little bit slower uh, at the end of June, and these people are now ready to go. There was a definite slow and decline in the market. There's fewer buyers. I won't say there's more houses, but a lot of buyers had stepped away. We're seeing a lot less activity on listings right now. Some listings are staying on the market, you know, longer than a week. And so all the people that really just did not have enough cash. Well, thank you very much. That's the market update from Agent Asher Messino at the Lauer Realty Group. Thanks, Ben. You're listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. My name is Adam Elliott. He has been Anton, our in-studio guest, Christine Marks, uh, founder, chief photographer, Step Inside Media, based out of Madison. Sure is. Christine, thanks again for being in studio here with us. It's so nice to see people again. I was teasing Ben saying, there's one thing I know about photography for sure, and that's the rule of thirds, and I was going to test you on it. I'm going to backtrack on that because that's a dumb question because you have a business that you founded as your side gig and now as your main <laughs> And I think I'm going to be more embarrassed in asking that question than anything. I have just an amateur knowledge of the rule of thirds. Yes. You know, when you are taking interior real estate pictures, there's so many other rules. Does it apply, right? That dictate what what the good what good framing is. Oh, right. Well, let me make sure I got it. So, like <laughs> in your viewfinder, or as you're looking through your camera, you mm-hmm. can imagine it's a rectangle, and you might draw like a tic tac toe, and each one, you know, one, two, three up, and one, two, three down, and you try to center like the object that you're trying to take in the center of that picture or if you have like two objects you space them on the sides well, is that not, correct no. like what the rule of thirds applies to that Ben's disagreeing with me right now we might D- both I'm be dis- wrong here I would say that it is generally not applicable to oh. real estate well, photography right. specifically. And, um. and I think if you if you go deeper into the rule of thirds, it's not going to tell you to put things in the middle. It's going to tell you to put things at the intersections of those, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about how our, our amateur knowledge yeah, of three right. different photography terms does not apply. Uh, you're, you're working in apartment management in Chicago. And now you're taking pictures of real estate. I was imagining, like, in that journey that there was, like, a couple aha moments for you. Can you walk us from point A to B a little bit? You bet. Um, so so property management was something I kind of fell into um, out of college when we moved to Chicago for a job for Derek in the golf tech industry. Um, and when I got to Chicago, we toured a high rise and it just happened to be that they needed a leasing agent. So I just started working at the high rise that we lived in um, and moved up to a property management position from there and took that back to Madison with me. Um, so I would say that that was not uh, near and dear to my soul. Um, photography has always been something that I enjoyed doing personally. Um, and my husband is very tech oriented. So he actually came across that 3D Matterport camera that we use for our virtual tours um, very early on in its, in its development and release. And um, he just said, this thing is amazing. This is brilliant. This will transcend industries. It can be used in so many helpful ways to so many people. I'm going to buy 
buy this camera and I'm going to see how I can how I can utilize it. And and we're going to create a business out of this. And I was like, you are bananas. That camera is so expensive, like (laughs) not a chance. You are crazy. And he bought it. And we did. We we learned to use it. And we just realized how beneficial it was to not only real estate, but again, just transcending industries. Um, you would be so surprised how many ways we have utilized 3D virtual tours um, with Matterport in our six years in business. Um, but real estate is definitely where um, we found it to be most valuable um, here, here in Madison, where we weren't really seeing anyone utilize it yet. So that's kind of how we broke into the real estate industry is just, you know, Derek built a website saying that we utilize this 3d camera that no one else in the area really was at the time. Um, and we started getting calls from real estate agents. The Matterport camera is like the camera that they do, like, I guess, Google Maps, where you can walk down the street, except you walk through the house with this and you get like the 360 view of it. It does. It does spin. Yes, it it rotates. This is how I got into smart studios. Really? Yeah. I I don't know if that was your work or not. But I'm like, I want to see what the inside of the studio was. was. Such a cool project. I really enjoyed that project. I heard uh, I heard at the uh, the sales meeting this morning that Toby. Toby, there is an accepted offer on the smart studios. Is that right? Yeah. To so, buy the whole space or just is a rental? No, to build to, to, to purchase the building has oh. been for sale. And uh, and I th- I think that's new. And it was a very unique property. So it was definitely a situation where we wanted as many marketing tools to utilize as possible. And that 3D virtual tour really allowed people to kind of see every aspect of the studio on their own terms, mm-hmm. walk through it at their own pace and look in every direction. It also allowed, you know, like radio nerds to to go creep, fa- creep to into smart boy. studios without having to show up and break in or anything. Yes. Not, have, not having to request yeah. a showing yeah <laughs> i actually submitted that tour to multiple like coolest uh spaces ever shot so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very neat. cool i was i was with christina earlier today and i mentioned like well what would you ask you know, and I ha- I've got all kinds of questions as they relate to like, what is it with those lenses that makes the rooms look so big? It's without, a wide angle lens. Without, gi- without <laughs> giving it, yeah. away any secrets. That's all it is. There's not a magic makes the room look huge lens. I wish there was a make the room looks huge lens, but no, <laughs> it is just a very typical wide angle lens that I like to think I have a unique talent in using. Uh, <laughs> right, because I used to take my own pictures. I was a photojournalist, Badger Herald, 1998. Your schoolwork was great then. I'm sure it was. <laughs> there are, I, like, I, these are fun facts, understandably. Because, because I, th- I think I run into this, and maybe folks listening to do too. If you're looking at like a hotel room picture, or you know, because that's probably a higher frequency than buying a home type of thing, or like an Airbnb, I always wonder, like, one, where did they stand to take that picture? Is there a trick to doing that? And I, you don't have to disclose all your if you have tricks or secrets with it, but like. It's 
It's like they must have been up in this birdhouse in the corner of the room, <laughs> flattened against the wall to be able to take the shot. How does it work? I wish that I could tell you all of the unique <laughs> positions, locations, and resources I have utilized to get the shot. <laughs> um, it is definitely a, a, a place by place situation where if if you see the angle and you're you just you're just gonna get it. I've stood on I've stood on top of vehicles, stand on top of a countertop sometimes. <laughs> you just never know what you're gonna have to stand upon or wedge yourself between um, to get the perfect angle. But uh, it's just one of those things where where if you see it and you gotta get it, you'll go to whatever lengths you have to. Sometimes that perfect angle or vantage point is not because it's beautiful or because it's it's like absolutely magical, mm-hmm. but it might be because there's a cat box in the corner. One hundred percent. Or a or cat. The, <laughs> or or like something that like ruins the picture. Absolutely. Like cl- like a cluttery desk or like you got you oh, want to sh- you want to get the big you, and that and see that now she's going okay maybe his photos were like okay because he gets that one thing, <laughs> but but like that and it, it it's that kind of thing that I might. It was one of that was one of the reasons that I was reluctant to like just let go of my control because I was I was super attentive to all those things, both Details. both what the picture looks like and what it'll look like flat, um, but then also framing and choosing choosing the exact point at which you cut that left and cut that right. Yeah. And and for for those of you amateurs who want to know, I think what I think is one of the other tricks: showing an equal amount of ceiling and floor. Yes, that's that, something, all right. that's something widely that, misunderstood. Yes, I, there's prob- that that may be in relation to the rule of thirds. Kind of. I mean, I mean, it's you're equally distributing yeah. space, su- right? Yeah, <laughs> it's probably a a, a a child of the rule of thirds. But yeah, like little things like that that I was that that I only do part half of without by accident and and but no I mean the photos they take are beautiful I got the blues cause my baby left me by the San Francisco Bay on the ocean line I'd gone so far away oh I didn't mean to treat her so bad she was the best girl I ever had you're listening to Real Estate in the 608 Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. My name is Adam. His name is Ben. Our in-studio guest today is Christine Marks, chief photographer, owner of Step Inside Media. Christine, again, thanks for being here today. Can an iPhone, can a smart camera do the same thing that you do? So smartphones are definitely taking better pictures than ever. They're they're turning out they're turning out great, but I am still baffled when I see cell phone photos on real estate photography <laughs> because it is just not the same. And I just think, um, you know, today seller buyers and sellers they require certain levels of photography and it's it just still amazes me when we don't see that does it does it amaze you when you go I to mean, listing sites and you see i, I think photos? so because like you see you know that you can tell a difference in like quality of photo the difference between a well captured space and a poorly captured space you're making an impression you know you're you're gonna decide like in three photos whether or not you like this place whether exactly. you're gonna go to it and, and those first impressions yeah absolutely that's what's engaging the people that's what that's what's engaging 
engaging the buyer and the longer you have their attention, um, your, your statistics are just going up that they're going to reach out to the agent or physically see the property. It makes me think like some of the tricks that I thought I knew, like turn on all the lights in the house and, t- you know, maybe take photos on a sunny day is a good idea to do, too. There is an art to the the proper display that you're trying to get through your photo lens versus just like me holding up and like selfie there we go absolutely and I actually get that all the time a, a lot of sellers um, are photographers by trade and they're mm-hmm. like you know I tried to take photos of my house and it and it just I I just couldn't get it. Like it just didn't seem they weren't coming out the way that I wanted them to. And it's because all aspects of photography are different and real estate photography really is its its own thing. Um, there, there are just so many different roles. Like you were asking about the rule of thirds, not necessarily right. applicable here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's a lot of other rules to photography too, that just don't necessarily come into real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just, it's so interesting and it's constantly evolving. I, I look yeah. at my work from five years ago and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe that's what I sent a client <laughs> because it's, it's evolving so quickly. So do you think Ben, and, and I don't know if there's like data to back this up, like the difference between a, a place that's going to sell that has good photos versus a place that has quality photos and the 360 technology that you're talking about too. I got to imagine like <clears throat> it's going to attract more and draw more eyes. And that's maybe like the goal of better pictures at in, in, in first, because you want to, you want to generate that interest. I think it can be broken down simply into, um, the larger the buyer pool, the more people that you have convinced to inquire mm-hmm. with your better pictures, the better it is for the seller. That means the more traffic, the more people through the door, the more questions, the more opportunities. Currently, roughly 97% of people these days are are searching for their homes online um, and engagement is such a big factor in that um, and first impressions like we said and so um, roughly they say it's roughly five to ten percent more people I'm sorry five to ten percent more time in engagement is spent with listings that have a virtual tour than those that don't Um, and roughly 63 percent of viewers are going to scroll past the listings that do not have a virtual tour attached to Mm -hmm. them Um, and those those listings with virtual tours are actually the ones that are ranking kind of at the top of all those listing sites so those are the ones that are being seen first the Mm -hmm. algorithms that would absolutely jive with the things that I know from user experience is how people use the internet to observe, buy, purchase, um, do things on the internet. If there is content that looks of value, it will get more deeper engagement and longer time on page. And those things, you know, on their own, it's like, great, you know, you spent five minutes instead of one minute. Those things equal more interest in generating that lead kind of maybe we're talking about. Exactly. And in the year 2020, um, roughly 5% of buyers actually purchased a home without seeing it, which is kind of a crazy statistic um, and definitely something never seen before in history. Um, So obviously it was a very unique year, but what we're seeing um, is that this is likely not a trend that's going to change post COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, This is how people are getting used to viewing, you know, their, their 
properties. So mm -hmm. it's 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 becoming really important to have uh, more and more tools to utilize for people to see these listings. And just it, you know, it's, it's a big deal. Buying a house is is uncomfortable when you can walk through. When you can go there and see it with your own eyes, it's still a big deal. But having to do that without seeing it, that, I mean, the more, more information, the better. client recently that like bought just over the phone from stuff they well, saw or didn't you have a story about that wait well, you're probably talking about we'll call we'll call him johnny san francisco okay yes yeah this um, is it yeah and and oddly enough uh christine is here well kind of because she did some work for johnny san francisco oh i sold him a home in monona uh that he and i toured um, just with like a FaceTime iPhone or no, you know what? He, we didn't, I snapped a few pics. He was kind of hands. We, we didn't do a video tour. Mm -hmm. He said, no, you just go see it. Give me the highlights. Um, and it was going to be maintained as a rental. And when it came time to, so, and, and he owned it for a few months, uh, used that as an opportunity to get the place polished up. Great little place on Shore Acres. And when it came time for, listing photos for a rental, I said, well, you should, you should just use the same lady that we use. Uh, and Christine went in there and did her magic. So like, uh, he, he and some of my other contractor friends and he had made connections and, and done some really nice prep work. In fact, he used, uh, Jessica from, uh, Certipro painters. Mm -hmm. Uh, she was a guest. She painted the house, Chris Mickelson, was his inspector. Uh, one of the handymen from my website was his uh, kind of lead project manager. Uh, the, he, so he pretty much he used everybody on the, on the website. That's what it's there for. Uh, and he is, uh, he is, he's more, well, I'm happy when people do that. I'm even happier when they realize that that's just part of what I offer mm -hmm. uh, and that there's like a live show. <laughs> um, <laughs> But so I put them in touch with Christine, and they ended up getting a renter to rent it. Who who sight unseen from Denver? Wow. So so she put together. So it was it was prepared. He had all he did all the things. Christine took all the pictures, had the virtual tour. House never looked better. And there he found a decent renter at a really nice rent, like a, like I don't want to say it's high, but it's like it's like a you know retail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and someone was comfortable enough to rent it from outside the market because they had so much information and could feel like they yes. were there. I think what we're kind of circling around is the idea of trust, right? Like you are making a big decision here and you have to trust the things that are in front of you in order to make said decision. And this is also a UX factor too. If something is designed a lot better, cleaner, or what you would expect it to look like or something that is, you know, you might perceive as beautiful or good looking, you are more likely to trust what is in front of you. Therefore, you could make that decision. I don't know. Does that ring true with Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Come a little bit closer. Hear what I have to say. 
listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. Find us online at Facebook and in the 608.com. Uh, my name is Adam. His name is Ben. Our in-studio guest is Christine Marks with Step Inside Media, talking about all the fancy ways you photograph your house to make it sellable, even more so sellable. Ben just did this a little bit ago, too. And sometimes people say these things to me as well, because, um, well, I don't know why. When they say, do your magic, Christine, what does that mean to you? How do you translate that? <laughs> um, I think it means different things to everyone, <laughs> but um, they just want me to paint their property in its best light. They don't want me to be dishonest about the property, but they want it to be painted in its best light. Um, and so I try to do exactly that and all so, um, you know, along the way, make the homeowners feel comfortable and, you know, like their home is 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 really special because I think that's a really big part of it. Going into these homes, um, most people selling are a little bit uncomfortable or anxious or exhausted from the process. Um, and I notice that it is generally a really delicate situation. So I find myself not just, you know, trying to find all the angles and, and, and beautify, um, but also make sure that everyone is super comfortable and 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 mm -hmm. that i see their house the way that they see it envision walking into somebody's place you haven't been before what's like the first thing you do to size it up um honestly generally i kind of take in the curb appeal on my way up and and kind of decide the angles of the exterior to begin with because generally that's what we use as a first photo um on our listings um so i kind of eye that up to begin with uh, take note of anything that kind of needs to be moved around um and then as soon as i set foot inside I, I try to greet the homeowner um and do it really calmly and cheerily and and let them know all the positives that I'm seeing just walking in. Um, it generally brings people a little bit of a sense of calm um, and security, like they got this, we got this, <laughs> and, you know, that they're kind of reaching the end point of their exhaustion and frustration, um, getting it ready to sell. So that's that's always my first goal. Um, and then from there, I always just take a quick spin around and see if there's anything that needs to be adjusted, windows, um, you know, staging, stuff like that. Make sure all the lights are the way that I want them, um, as well as like blinds and stuff like that for lighting. We mentioned the cat litter box. <clears throat> yes. Any other red flags? <laughs> so um, there's definitely little things that uh, we always try to catch right up front. A toilet lit up is kind of like one of the <laughs> biggest red flags. Um, and so I always make sure to get those toilet lids down first thing. Cat litter boxes obviously hidden. Pets themselves hidden if possible. Uh -huh, I know yeah. we all love our pets so much that some of us want them in the pictures. <laughs> um, but in general, we don't necessarily want that. So I'm um, trying to gently explain that we have to corral pets to a location where they won't be seen as sometimes tricky. <laughs> See, I, I, I think I'm hiring a photographer, but it sounds like in some ways I'm hiring a therapist <laughs> for, for my strung out, um, <laughs> just spent just spent two weeks thinning their home uh, selling. Uh, again, maybe one of the, you know, I talked about... Uh, under now finally having sell, sold something myself, better understanding the emotions involved in selling. Um, Christine did uh, the phot photos and virtual tour for the house that I sold on Jackson. And, uh, and especially it's such a curious home. When I was asking people to understand how it could again be a single family, or how those spaces mm -hmm. related to one another, that dollhouse that it creates, that 3D model, uh, I think really helped people understand that. 
oh right does that that's a thing now too like you're mod you're essentially getting like a 3d view of the entire house is that what you do as well yeah so oh. there's a lot of different 3d technologies out there and they all have something different to offer but the reason we were so drawn to matterport is because um kind of it's, it's big thing is is the dollhouse view nothing else has it um and it really allows you to jump not only inside the house and walk around as you like but it allows you to jump outside of the house and look down on it like a dollhouse view and move it around so you can look at it from any angle inside or out and it really gives people a great perspective of especially unique properties Here's my business idea for you. Okay. Everyone that gets homeowner's insurance is told to inventory their house. The Matterport camera would be a perfect way to inventory your home. So believe it or not, that is already an insurance situation. We oh. get called in to do um, insurance claims all the time, uh, especially after like floods, fires, that type of stuff um, to really see like what's left. And people are now thinking, well, let's get one to start off with. See, I have so. some good. I see. <laughs> I, I go have faster, the good ben. ideas. Gotta go faster. First in wins. That might be the theme. <laughs> the theme for this episode is that first in wins so well still t i'm gonna i'm gonna stand proud that i had that albeit already had idea still a brilliant idea uh i mean like the drones are becoming more consumer <clears throat> accessible in price like you could go out and buy one a cheap one for a hundred bucks or less obviously the the better ones go up in price do you envision like i i'm not i can't i don't know what matterport or the camera or the thing looks like i i'm envisioning the the google car and the big <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the, the big uh disco ball on top of it but like do you see that becoming more available in consumers hands in the future Definitely. Um, I, I would say that it, we're talking the Matterport camera. Are yeah, we expecting that to become more? Yes. Yeah. So I would the interesting thing about Matterport is it's no secret that um, you it's already becoming a thing that you can do Matterport on other cameras and your cell phone. Um, the difference is a the quality. Mm -hmm. um, so doing it on your cell phone or one of the other cameras, like, you know, potentially a Ricoh Theta type of thing, um, you're still capturing a Matterport, but it is lower quality and the accuracy is not there. So mm -hmm. the Matterport camera has LiDAR in it um, and, and they claim up to like a 1% accuracy or disaccuracy type of thing. It's so. really the same <laughs> comparison earlier. We said, like, can you believe that guy's using his cell his phone? phone? Exactly. Yes. Right. Yeah. There's going to be that noticeable difference in any of the consumer technologies versus this machine that gotcha that comes in the big box and that's what i'm maybe that was my, my unclarity is like matterport sounds like it's technology versus a device itself it's like some something you can use to do that and regardless of you can use it on different devices but that doesn't mean you know my uh nokia phone from 1995 is going to do a better job <laughs> than like somebody who it's in good hands with. exactly yeah. and it is it is difficult actually to um differentiate you yeah. know especially right. to uh say a, a seller who just doesn't you know they're like oh could i just do this matterport on my phone and we're like you could you but you can. don't want right. to yeah. so it's you it, could also build your own airplane but exactly. i wouldn't recommend doing it <laughs> precisely <laughs> 
<laughs> let's take let's take a break from Christine for for Phil's phone in, and we'll be back in Yay. a little bit. Phil's phone-in. Phil Plort is my business partner in Deacon Housing, president of Madison's Blimling & Associates, a dairy commodities consulting firm, a division of Dairy.com, and host of the brand new podcast, The Dairy Download. Keeping an eye on the faraway and diverse markets is what he does. Seeing how it might affect real estate here in Madison is what he does for fun. Here he is with a look beyond the 608. Hey, Ben, it's Phil with a view from beyond the 608. Are you and the loyal listeners tiring of inflation talk? I continue to find the topic fascinating, so please indulge me for 120 seconds in case that's a minority opinion. Here's what has my attention this month. Lots of big headlines about inflation, but I'm not convinced there's anything surprising or alarming happening on the consumer level. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, in June, the consumer price index for all goods was up 5% year over year. That was well above the five-year rolling average of plus 2% but we're still keeping score against tremendously weak periods in 2020, and higher energy prices explain a lot of the action. Transportation is the second biggest component to the CPI calculation, and it was up 21% year-over-year. Sure, we all use transportation in one way or another. It's a price increase we're encountering, but let's put the data in context. This June, regular unleaded gasoline averaged just over $3 per gallon. Over the past 15 years, prices in June averaged just under that level. And last year's price was the lowest for the month since 2004. We also read a lot about food inflation. That's a bit of a mystery to me. CPI food was up 3% year over year, but a lot of that happened in restaurants as grocery store prices increased by less than 1%. Some food prices are a lot higher on the commodity or wholesale level. Wheat's up 8% year to date. Edible oils are really pricey. Coffee's up 26%. But consumer packaged good companies are not eager to push prices sharply higher over a short time horizon. And that's doubly true for grocery store chains. Also, keep in mind that wages and income are up by between 3% and 5%, depending on your favorite measure. Plus, the S&P 500 is up almost 35% year over year. I'll keep watching the data for sure, but I'm not yet convinced that we have a big problem on our hands. That's all for now. Until the next time, this is Phil with a view from beyond the 608. You're listening to Real Estate in the 608 Madison's Real Estate Magazine uh, for your ears. It's a podcast. We put it right in your ears for you. My name is Adam. His name is Ben, directly across the table from me. And joining us in studio today has been a wonderful guest, Christy Marks. Thanks again for being here. Thank you I always like so to say thank you. Christine, with Step Inside Media, you do the magic, we'll say, of when you go into somebody's house and help them sell it. You take the photos. You do the imaging. You do a dollhouse effect. Um, is there anything? Do, do people ask for these things? Do they know that these things are out there? Or are you like, you know what we could do for you? Let me tell you what we could do for you. I would say occasionally we have to tell people what we could do for them, but generally people know what's out there, um, and we just kind of have to let them know that we do it, that we offer it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I feel like in general, mostly people come to us and they're like, hey, we've seen those virtual tours. We want a virtual tour. And lately it's been like, yeah, we also do photos too. Would you like some photos as well? <laughs> so <laughs> the virtual tours are kind of the big thing recently. I think I think there's probably an, an opportunity in 
in uh, in going back to your roots a little bit and working with those rental property managers, and that that is probably now one of the oh, sure. one of the the new frontier. I think as we see it normalized in real estate sales. I think it's going to become the expectation. I'm going to add this just so people know uh, this one other thing that happens with that Matterport. You get measured drawings. Like, oh, you get accuracy of like get, the size of a like room? It, like it turns into a floor plan. Like of the house. Yep. So and the Matterport camera has LIDAR in it, um, which allows us to get dimensional like lasers, data. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So we're able to create the 2D floor plans with the room measurements. Yeah. So, I mean, you're moving into a space. You want to know where your couch is going to sit. You want to know the ag- exact square footage. You don't want to have, you don't want the real estate agent to be rounding up. There it is. I mean, it's, yeah. it's and it's like done. It's just like, it just, it just happens because of all the other things that are so much more technical that, that already happened to, to make that, that dollhouse. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, that can be taken even one step further uh, to go ahead and remodel your house. Um, if you want to know the length of, of the cabinet oh, space right. that you need to order, um, for example, Walgreens recently had us scanning their Walgreens properties in the Wisconsin area because they wanted to go in and do some remodels. And so they needed to be able to measure those spaces. Because somebody at Walgreens threw out the plan. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah, right. And, and did you have to go to more than one Walgreens? Because to me, oh, yeah. <laughs> cause to me, they all seem kind of similar. Yeah. A lot of Walgreens. They are. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Still had to do about 20 of them. Oh, <laughs> my, oh, my. Well, that is, that is interesting. Because I'm just thinking, like, who's listening today? Um, first, I think I was being silly and said, and what, you know, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, um, but we don't, we don't want them to get, I mean, go ahead and call Christine if you want, <laughs> but I'm happy to call her for you. <laughs> right. Like you get that, right. Yeah. Um, but, or in the case of Johnny San Francisco, you got a couple rentals and you want them to look nice and you want people to be able to shop for them from afar and make a comfort and be comfortable with a decision uh, made without ever stepping foot in the place. Yeah. Christine's I mean, how you do that. You kind of like, I mean, you, we talked about like the volume of people that you get eyes on. You don't just get the Madison market to look at that. You get Correct. the entire world, essentially, if you want yeah. so, to be able to look. So we host about 600 apartment tours right now. Um, and many of them have had the conversation with us over the last year that they were only able to rent their apartments um, because of the 3D tours, because they mm. weren't able to have those in-person tours with people moving for college to the Madison area, um, that type of thing. They literally utilized our tours to rent all of their apartments sight unseen. Yeah, that was a big, what, during, during the worst of the COVID times, the, the law as it related to why a landlord could enter a unit was somewhat vague. And, and certainly there was a lot of interpret, different interpretation, um, but some people just didn't want to let anybody in. Uh, I did poorly shot cell phone video of a couple of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, Which you now regret. I can hear it in your voice. No, it, it would be. A, <laughs> but, you know, with 30 units, for 30 units, that's like that makes that is both a big number. Uh, like, so it doesn't seem like I'm a small operator, but I kind of am a small operator. And that would add up. Yeah. You know that it, while while in a real estate sales situation, I feel her services more than uh, pay for themselves. Yeah. That would it would the return on the rental would be a lot longer. And then by the time, 
you know, how often do I paint? And then, you know, and geez, that have to, it would be a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think on your hands here, you have, it's essentially like an industry disruptor. Like you can see, like you do this for homes at first, but like, why wouldn't the Airbnb have this? Why don't they have it that I want to go rent at some point? And then there's like an entire universe out there exactly. to track that. Um, before we say goodbye, you had mentioned that photography has been with you your entire life. Why? Why do you love it? I think it's just always been an expression thing Um, for me personally. Everyone has their own thing. But uh, growing up, I moved a lot. And especially in your teenage years, you know, you're changing so much. And everywhere you move, you like you kind of have to find a new identity. And I I feel like uh, taking photos, it was kind of just always something that I could do for me and like keep keep a hold of the things that I was interested in and and felt connected to uh, no matter where I was. So um, definitely even through all of my moving in college and until we got back to Madison that I'm sure if you've seen my social media pages, you see a lot of photos. (laughs) So I I have just one more question. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel guilty like, I realize there's, there's a lot of skill in what you do, and you also have great equipment and all the resources and the technology. Do you ever look at the pictures that made a room look so much bigger or well-lit or inviting and feel like, and feel like you're using your powers for evil instead of good? <laughs> I do not ever feel guilty or like She's, I use you, my powers for evil <laughs> Not good. because my goal is never to deceive my goal is to make a room look the best that it can while still being honest so yeah that's the truth and honesty piece of this I think it's a you know, exactly. riding theme through all that I know yeah. that especially with homes people are relying on my media to make an informed decision so I truly try my best to paint it beautifully but be honest that was like fourth bell ring that was show every once in a while (laughs) every once in a while i get a (laughs) i get an answer or a comment that is like wow that was good (laughs) (laughs) i would uh there's what who is is, uh, christina has done it a couple times where i'm like wow you are smart There was this other, like, and the one time, I, the, anyway, a woman named Laura, like, she gave me her elevator pitch, or like, you know, they talk about that in business and networking, like, what's your elevator? And, I, and like, I asked her what she did, and I'm like, wow, that was, that was like, was that written down? Anyway, she great answer. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and uh, until until the next industry, what did you go? Disruptor? Industry it's disruptor? A, it is a disruptor. Yeah. Smell-o-vision. That's going to yeah. be the next one. <laughs> <laughs> because there, then then it doesn't matter if the cat box got pushed out of frame. All right, yeah. <laughs> you keep scratching your TV and see where smell-o-vision comes in. See if that plays. <laughs> how, can, how can people get in touch with you if they wanted to reach out to you directly instead of having their trusted real estate partner do it? Please go through your trusted real estate partner, but otherwise... If they work at Lauer Realty Group. Okay. <laughs> we are stepinsidemedia.com. See and all of our contact info there. I would imagine, I'm going to generalize and say that all of the, most of, many of the good, for, many of the good firms probably, you probably work for more. I mean, I realize we're not your only friends here, <laughs> but thank you for making us feel like we are. <laughs> See, that's the key. Um but you might get lucky at some other firm uh, and end up with Christina. But there's only one way to guarantee it. And that's the request a live show of Real Estate in 608. <laughs> thank you, Christine. The commercial's now over, but thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> we appreciate so much. you being here. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs>
listening to Real Estate in the 608 Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. My name's Adam. His name's Ben. A big thank you to Christine Marks of Step Inside Media for joining us today. Ben, what was that, though? Step inside. Step inside. Walk this way. You and me, babe. That was, uh... Hey, hey. What's that one? <laughs> Steph Leppard. Nice. <laughs> That was Christine, and Christine was here because uh, she she stumbled onto the podcast and said, um, "That's awesome." Yeah. How, how do I? How can I be a sponsor? I was like, "Sponsor, be on it. That'll be fun." No, she was fun. It's it's always good to get. I love getting insight from people who do some type of artistic endeavor, and and I would still I would certainly great uh, rate like the stuff that she does, like you know, creating something, creating an image to gain interest in things. I think is what she does, and like there is a clear art to that. Yeah, it's a, it's one of those collusions of art, but science mm-hmm. and and the understanding of the data and how the. And how just gaining that additional exposure, that engagement, how can that that can literally mean more traffic through the door? Mm-hmm. She's obviously got like the tech side of that down too, but like the the passion side of like why you do that. I really yeah. love to hear that part. Well, yeah. yeah, especially her answer at the end when you know when I asked about the the deceive or dishonesty component, <laughs> it was it sounded. It sounded to me like it may have been practiced or like it had been asked before, but it really is just... Or it just like, came from the heart. It's real. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like, <laughs> no, that's just her. Yeah. <laughs> and, and good good answer. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but a lot of fun. And uh, and again, most of, you know, this is, this is kind of like uh, something that's included. So it's not often the, a choice that the consumer makes, but... As it was the case for Johnny San Francisco, the or or mm-hmm. any kind of landlord that really uh, wanted to be able to to sh- a in his case document the product once when it looked its best, like immediately mm-hmm. following mm-hmm. a renovation, um, he'll be able to use those pictures forever. Yeah, uh, yeah. or at least you know for a, a long time. I hope in that the property will look that nice for a long time. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, but being able to rent to someone or have someone in Denver, Colorado, be comfortable with renting or buying, as we've seen happen in this market, uh, from afar. Yeah. I think if that's not already the new norm, like this is going to become the new expectation of buying property, rentals, or like, you know, quick rentals like your Airbnbs and stuff. Like if they don't have this kind of like walkthrough where I can get that full, honest and trustworthy representation of what I'm going to get, I'm probably going to go on to the next one. Yeah, it's that easy. Yeah. Um, I did like that she described something that I think is common in everybody's job, regardless of what you do. It's like the job, you can get your skills and you can be good at things, but there's always like a hurting people aspect where you have to like control the people in the situation that you're working with. And her, uh, you got to get the pets out. You got to get the, you got to get that kid's picture out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> I can just envision that scenario. And being able to do it with, with grace. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and and not ruffling any feathers or making anyone feel, you know, yeah. without judgment. That's the true skill, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Well, if people want to find out more, they can check out the newsletter. The newsletter, they're going to learn about the it delivered on the 22nd in easy to read segments taking no longer than 20 seconds to read. Uh, it's the 22nd, 22nd read. It's my monthly newsletter. It is. I might even say fun. Uh, I'd when, say that. That's when fair. something happens mid-month, ding. 
Yep. When something happens, it's in there. We uh, we talked about the the relaxation of the market here in summer 2021. Um, you'd have heard it there first. Uh, there's going to be a little bit about the market. There's going to be some homeownership tips, uh, an opportunity as well to recap what we discussed on the last episode of Real Estate in the 608, as well as uh, an embedded uh, opportunity to listen to Phil's bit straight on up, like boom, click it. There it is. All right. Uh, some thanks going out. Uh, once again, Step Inside Media, Christine Marks is the yeah. owner of it. Um, fantastic work there. Uh, thank you to you, Ben. And thank you to you, Adam. And thank you to our artist that you've heard throughout I, in the 608 today. I didn't tell you. Did I tell no. you? I, there was, I mentioned the, the, uh, the list serve or uh-huh. the neighborhood list serve. And it's like uh, a Facebook group is what we're talking about, Facebook. right? Yeah. yeah, I guess it's not a list serve. It's like a Facebook. Yeah. Same purpose, right. neighborhood complaining. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone said that was someone said they enjoyed it. Like oh. they saw, oh, I heard that one. <laughs> it was good. Oh, well, seeing it. Um, Ex- excellent production values. Oh, well, then. Um, That's yes. Adam's job. Well, uh, the, the check is in the mail. It's content, arriving soon. Content iffy. <laughs> Excellent production, production values. values. Good local a- hang- angle, I hope, uh, maybe. Yeah. But mostly the production values. They uh, like the best. Um, that reminds me. Thank you, the listener, for joining us for Real in the 608. Uh, Real Estate in the 608. We do appreciate you sticking with us and, and, and listening. Yeah, and we, we, we say it a lot, and I think Steve, our voice says it in the end, but we do, we would love uh, a review or a rating at your favorite podcast portal. Oh, that's right. Um, we ask that and uh, we say at your favorite podcast portal. Um, I got asked that question too, like, where do you want me to review? And I just said, go to Google. Or there. Review us on Google or <laughs> wherever you're at. That's okay. If you need a place, just go to Google. You'll find the podcast, the website, and everything, and you can review there. Um, the bands you've been hearing today, Renclaw, El Donk, the Oak Street Ramblers. Did I did I see your mom was out playing? Did I see yeah, there the was Yeah, the Mad City Jug Band is gigging once again. Uh, so thank you also to Bob Westfall. Seesaw. Again, saw them at Bree Stevens. I and, know. How was the show, by the way? It was It was good. <sighs> it was good. Um, the fireworks seemed to like not come when I felt they should have. Uh-huh. Uh, I, even in print, I thought they were. Look, I was like, oh, that seems early for fireworks. Oh, yeah, they, it was wrong. But seesaw was good. Seesaw was good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I got to sit with them a little bit, and uh, and I, that was like the day, the two days after they they closed on their home. Mm-hmm. And Fantastic. Then, uh, but yeah, good show. Yeah. Um, and thank you. Our listeners. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's real estate magazine for your ears. Real Estate in the 608 is a podcast for homeowners, home buyers, landlords, tenants, people who just want to be better at living in a home. If you can't get enough Real Estate in the 608 between episodes, like us on Facebook at In the 608. Or visit inthe608.com for archived episodes and show notes. Remember, until you tell us, we don't know. We appreciate your listening, as well as your ratings and reviews at your favorite podcast portal. We also welcome feedback and topic suggestions via email to ben at benanton.com. Come on, baby, won't you hold me tighter than your fist curled up in a schoolyard fight? I'll be a backup when you're calling my name. 
Come on, baby, won't you keep me safer than that high score on that pinball game you're always playing at your favorite arcade? Could be taking the and we could be record breaking. Baby, won't you buy me flowers with that money spent on whiskey sours? Did you buy in at those wasted hours? And come on, baby, won't you talk me sweet? Instead, I'm staring at this empty seat because you got someone else you'd rather be. And we could be out to Waiting song. 